Welcome to the Work in Progress podcast. I'm your host, AJ Bove, and it's Thursday, March 10th, 2022. What's going on? How we doing, everybody? What's happening? I am happy to announce that we have reached an agreement with True Lacrosse. They are the largest lacrosse club in the country. They have over 13,000 athletes in 26 states, over 500 teams. And right now, all we're doing is waiting for the, this, the thing to be signed for ratification. That's the new word that I learned today, but we've reached an agreement. And for Odorex, I don't even tell you what we're talking about, but you already know what we're talking about because we're talking gloves, we're talking lacrosse, and man, does it feel good to have that. Man, does it feel like we just signed a big quarterback to our team, you know? We, uh, you know, man, it's been a, cra- a crazy journey for us with Odorex, man. We've been just chugging and plugging along with a, with a, we're a startup, right? So we don't have a ton of money, right? We've never had a ton of money. We've never been like, what are we going to do with all this extra money laying around? It's always just kind of like, hey, we don't have a ton of money, so let's do what we can. And what we've been able to do is get deals, man. We get deals and partnerships, 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 partnerships. Shout out to Marcus for that because, man, that's his brain. That is his domain. That's what he's good at. I mean, that's how we got this three ice glove right here. I mean, that was our first big one, and now we got the true lacrosse. So we got the two big pillars with the hockey, with the lacrosse. We're going to make a custom version for them. Uh, So we're excited about that. And, man... It's awesome. I, I don't remember. I think last time, last time I spoke to you guys, we had it like already good to go, and I didn't want to say anything too much more about it. And and I'm glad I didn't because there was a few, uh, you know, twelfth hour type uh, things that were going on. You know, because we went out there, we talked to them, and then we got back and we we're like, all right, I think we're pretty much good to go. And then they had a few more questions. They wanted to tweak a few things because they know their audience better than we know their audience and their customer base. So we tweaked a few things and we got an agreement. And I'm heck excited about the future with it because it's just like right now at the beginning of our growth period is really what we're at right now I mean we're five years into this thing and we're just starting to get the beginning of the growth period which is so exciting because you know you just chug and plug and develop and do what you can in the introductory stage we're talking business life cycle here right and product life cycle maybe not product life cycle I think business life cycle. You know, we're in that introductory phase, and now we're right at the beginning of that growth phase where we have the team in place. We have the partners in place. We have the product here. We have the supply chain. We have those things that make us a business, and now it's time to blow it up. Next stop, the moon, right? Just like all those stonks people say. So it's very exciting. And as as we are kind of at the beginning of that growth stage, our main concern right now is to just get the exposure of our product out there to people because we know it's awesome. Other people have told us. We've got some great reviews that almost made me cry. I think I told you guys about that. And now we're just trying to get gloves on hands, even more so than we were before. And now we actually have more people to get gloves on their hands. And guess what? Some of those people will pay us for it, which is really cool because, you know, recently I've been going through a lot of the sales data and a lot of the just, not even sales data, but just the the activity that we've had through our website, right? So whether it be samples that we've sent out or things that people have purchased off our website and I'm going to go through and man I'm just going to I'm going to sift through all that data. I'm excited to see like, hey, these are our hot states. Hey, these are states we haven't sold anything in. Hey, these are the main sizes that we sell. Hey, these are um this is the the discount amount or this is the the average revenue per sale, things like that because we do some discounts and things like that, right? Discount codes with different partners of ours. And um 
you know, so I'm excited to kind of get through all that. And I think I forgot where I was going with it. Um, growth numbers. Yeah, it's exciting to look at it and start to see these trends because, you know, when you're starting off, you just don't know, man. There's so many things that you're just focused on, like that are right in front of you. And now that like we have a lot of those things shored up, we can start to like look out onto the horizon a little bit more. So, um, man, I definitely was going to say something and I definitely forget it. I was saying something about developing this data. I was looking through it, getting gloves on hands, exposure. Ah, man, I forget. I I can't remember. But, um, you know, so we're actually, another exciting thing is that, um, you know, we might be looking at bringing on another partner, someone that that we trust, someone that we've known for a little bit, someone that can help us with some short-term cash goals. Because from my perspective, from a financial perspective, you know, it's it's good to to be able to cover your bases, right? But it's you're never gonna get. It's it's almost like right now we're living paycheck to paycheck. You know, it's like we we make some money, but then we have to spend it, and then we make some money, then we have to spend it. And the things that we have to spend it on aren't dumb things. They're just things that happen every month, right? I mean, we have our website fees, we have you know our graphic designer fees, so we keep him just rocking and rolling and staying alive on social media, so we don't die on the vine. Um, you know, just simple like ACH fees, random things like that. I just spit all over the place. Um, you know, so now we can cover those and we've had a few like, I don't want to say um, variable expenses, but kind of like un- not unexpected, but they're just things that like come up like we just we're about to file um, some legal stuff, which is exciting, but hey, it costs money. And that's not something that is accounted for in the normal burn rate month to month. So, you know, there's a little bit more expenses piling up and and we're excited to think that, you know, we're going to be getting some money here potentially and also another brain, a brain that has been already successful in some business endeavors already. So we're just like, hey, we want to bring this guy on because he's a winner and you know, we want to be with winners and he's our friend. We trust him. We work well together. And I was just kind of thinking like, you know, we've been going out trying to find investment from people and we've, you know, we've had different levels of success with it. Um, you know, we've tried different methods, talked to different people from different connections that we've made and you know, I think a lot of our success has come from internal, um, which is not strange, but also not fully expected, I guess. You know, it's something that, you know, we don't, it's not that we don't expect to work with people around us, but it's just that, you know, you, you think like, oh, we'll have to go out and find some investors. They're out there in the ethos. We'll have to, we'll have to get their attention and bring them in. And then we'll have to sell our souls and and see what happens. But instead, you know, what we're looking at now is potentially bringing on someone that already believes in us, someone that we don't need to to like sell ourselves so stressfully to. Because that's the thing, man. When you're in these conversations with folks, and we haven't been in one like in quite some time as far as like the financials and things like that. But like people in the negotiations, in the the conversations, people want to protect themselves, which makes perfect sense. And when they're investing, you know, and they're going to be putting money in for something that's kind of a risk, you know, they want to kind of fight for their standpoint. They want to fight for their ground. So we were talking to a guy, we were asking him for some money and he kind of was like alluding to the fact, he's like, yeah, I know you guys need this money. And, you know, I I just, you know, I'm going to question the value of the business. I'm going to question why, you know, other people haven't put in any money. I'm going to question, you know, uh, just anything. Like they just question anything. And it's like, you know, we're like trying to pull numbers out of the air because it's tough. Like we don't have a ton of numbers, right? And we have the numbers that we do have are quite organized and we have numbers moving forward with projections. But, you know, if someone's going to come in and try to invest and get as much as they can 
uh, for as little as possible, which is not a dig at anyone. It's just reasonable, right? I mean, in any situation, like if someone's like, hey, you know, we'll buy this remote for, for 20 bucks. And you're like, hey, you know what? I, I don't want to pay 20 bucks for it. Maybe I'll pay 15. Like you want to get as much as you can, the remote for as little as possible, $15. So, you know, people, it's just natural how people are. And, you know, man, to, to be with someone who's already, who's already kind of bought in and already convinced, that is super cool. Um, you know, so that's something that's in progress right now. And we're, we're looking at button some buttoning some stuff up with that, uh, which is just kind of a thrill because man, you just, it just feels like, Hey, we're here. We're locked in. We've built the spaceship. We got some engines on there. Now we got our seatbelts on and let's just press go. So, uh, dude, we're excited to say the least. I think I've said that about six times already. Maybe more. Sue me, sue me. What are you going to do? So Another thing, we had um, a networking symposium this weekend. That was exciting. Shout out to uh, Eric Gaber and everyone at Westminster College. We um, we went there, Marcus and I. We didn't go together, but we were there representing Notorex. So was John Powers, our, our attorney. Um, and it's just good to see people, man. You've been seeing these people on Zoom forever. And it's like, dude, you guys are so much taller in person. Um you know, I almost feel like a granny saying that, like, oh, you know, you guys are like a, a long, great aunt that you haven't seen in years. It's like, last time I saw you, you were this, th-. you know, so that's kind of what it's like. But it was cool, man, to talk to a few aspiring entrepreneurs just like myself, right? And because I'm still an aspiring entrepreneur, I'm not established or anything like that yet. But in a, in a smaller scale, you know, compared to someone who's 18 or 19, me being 24, I'm slightly more established just within that small range, right? So it was cool to talk to some of those folks and hear some of their ideas. And and one of the ideas I, in particular I really liked, and I'm not going to say anything about the idea, but it was definitely something that I can relate to, something that I can use. And that was like the first first time kind of dipping my toe in the, um, you know, the, the investment world and not that I'm going to, uh, invest. I mean, I'm, I'm still investing in my own company, but it was cool to be someone that's like, Hey, I want to talk to you because you might be able to help me because you were once where I was. Right. So I'm like, dude, I'll talk to anybody. I'll talk to my, my phone. I'll talk to you guys at home. So it's, uh, it was really cool and kind of almost a full circle moment because that's like real fulfillment there, you know, helping people with things that, you know, you've done, before in some ways and you know maybe helping people uh you know sidestep a few errors that were just kind of like hey you know I did this it was a mistake you shouldn't do that just keep an eye out for that so that was exciting that was really exciting and uh you know we're kind of eyeing eyeing up Odorex to be something that's a little bit more of uh, a time commitment you know um, with the scale that things are going at. And I mean, already now, like I've been diving into some data, like I was saying, I forgot where I was going with it, but you know, the tasks are certainly piling up, um, whether it be, you know, updating our business plan or updating our slide deck or updating an operating agreement or, uh, you know, going through some numbers and developing some, some tables and charts and graphs so we can make better decisions moving forward, whether it's moving more quickly on, uh, advertising that we want to do, whether it's moving forward with, um, you know, different samples from manufacturers, um, you know, whether it's bringing people on, like the list is really starting to grow. Um, you know, introducing ourselves to, to people that were introduced to us by our new partners. Um, you know, it's, it's exciting. Things are starting to ramp up quick. And, you know, I see firsthand in other situations what being cash deficient if I could use that term, 
I can see how that's detrimental to a company. I mean, they always say like, you know, cash is oxygen to a company. And oh boy, is that the most true thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, you know, the guy who gave the, uh, the keynote speaker at the Westminster Entrepreneurial Center's symposium this weekend, he is uh, Jean Pinault. He's a CEO of Biohybrid Solutions, and he put on a fantastic presentation. I really enjoyed it. He had a great slideshow. I actually emailed him a little follow-up. and was like, hey, can I take a peek at that slideshow? I'd love to look at it. There were some good graphs, tables, and charts. And he was like, well, it's kind of confidential, so maybe maybe just don't. I'm like, hey, you already showed it to a bunch of people. But uh, but no, I'm kidding. I, I get it why you, know, you can't, can't share that with me because then I could download it, send it to other people, blah, blah, blah. But you know, he was, uh, someone asked him, they were like, uh, they're asked like, what's the most stressful part of being an entrepreneur or, or is being a CEO the most stressful, uh, job in, in that entrepreneurial world? And I actually think it was John, our, our attorney who asked the question. And, um, you know, basically the answer that was given at one point was, uh, dealing with the cash and managing the money is, is the, definitely the thing that is like the most anxiety producing type of thing out there and for sure it is um because you know it's like i was looking at some numbers and it's like all right well we're gonna be good this month and then next month we're gonna have to figure something out and then uh you know and and, but like you kind of you know you get creative and, and not even get creative you just be be smart with how you manage the money so for instance you know when we were making some glove purchases like most credit cards you can pay within uh 30 days is, is when you need to pay it uh, within that billing cycle. Well, you know, from the start, I remember a few years ago, we got a, uh, a plum card is, is the, it's a, it's an American express plum card. And it basically has a little bit more favorable terms. Um, now if you don't, you know, abide by those terms, you get slapped on the wrist harder than you would for regular terms, but we get a little bit more time to pay with it. And that's nice because, you know, cash right now and, and since, you know, up to now, I should say, has been always like a, not a sensitive subject, but something that we've needed to pay very fine attention to. And um, we haven't used that card willy nilly. We've used it for some of the bigger purchases, but it's just been something that's like allowed a little bit more flexibility in how, how we spend our money. And it's also not something that's like, you know, a line of credit where, you know, those aren't scary um, either, but it's something that's just like, hey, this is a regular credit card. You just pay it back on different terms. So it's like, all right, cool. I can manage that. So it's been really cool, you know, thinking about our growth so far to this beginning of the growth stage. It's been cool to think about how all the things have kind of happened. And, you know, it's, it's not something that happens overnight for sure. I can tell you that. And which is why I see those people on Instagram that are just like, here are 30 business hacks. Here are 30 business ideas to start up overnight. And it's like, buy stuff from China, put it on Shopify, run $30 of Facebook ads, watch the sales come in, pay it off with your dog's rent. Like just, they make it seem so easy, right? They make it seem so easy. And I get that we're just over here trying to sell gloves, but let me tell you, man, it's not that easy. And if it was that easy, um, you know, I, I just don't know how fulfilling it would be. You know, there's been so many times where, you know, people have just not understood our product, not understood what we want to do, and they've told us to pivot. I mean, we had one guy who was actually supposed to be like a trusted advisor in the very early days. He was like, hey, uh, you know, these guys don't really, he took us to a pitch thing to just talk to some people and they didn't understand it. So he was like, hey, uh, 
you know, these guys don't quite understand it. Maybe instead of gloves for, uh, you know, lacrosse players, hockey players, goalkeepers like you want, maybe you just make custom gloves. How about that? And it's like, dude, we're not doing that. That's not why we want to do this. We're not just in business to be in business. Like, you, anyone could go do that. Anyone could go make a business and make a buck, and it is what it is. But, like, there's no passion in that. Like, why are you really doing it? You know, if you're just doing it to make a quick buck, then I just, like, I don't know. I was driving home last night, and I was really thinking about that because, like, I put in a significant amount of my own money into this company, and we've been working on this for five years. And I kind of asked myself, like, why do you keep doing it? You know, like, why do you get up every day and keep doing it? And, like, even in the early days when, you know, things were nowhere near as clear as they are now, and still they're not, like, crystal clear, right? I mean, we're still growing and learning and improvising. But, like, in the early days, like, what got you going with it? What makes you want to keep investing in it? And, like, dude, it's just, like, what I what else am I going to do? Like, I'm working at building a business with my friends, doing something that we care about, something that we're passionate about, something that is actually going to make a difference in people's lives and their performance and their play. And it's like, what else would I do? Like, why wouldn't I want to work towards that? And especially me being young, I'm 24, going to be 25 this summer. Like, this, I can, I can always go get, you know, another job somewhere. And I mean, I have a job and, you know, I don't plan on not having a job of some sort at any time, but like... If things totally crumble and I lose all my money, like I can go get a job somewhere and then start over and it'll be fine. And maybe I'll be crunchy and sour against the world, but like, at least I'll know I gave it a shot, you know? So, you know, I was thinking about that, like Gary V, you know, I, so I recently put some money into the company. I'm not going to say how much, but we all did. We all, the, all, you know, three of us main partners did. And, and, you know, I'm sure we all asked ourselves the same question. Like, you know, when you go to hit send, it's, it's kind of like, all right, like be prepared to, you know, it's like they say with investing, whether you're investing in a glove or a business or stocks or crypto, whatever, th- that should be money that you're prepared to just part ways with forever. You know, I mean, obviously you don't put money into something that you think you're going to not get a return on. But you have to understand, hey, that's part of the game, pal. That's part of the game. So, you know, I was asking myself, I was like, you know, how, like, are you really, you know, are you ready to do this? Like, this is not a small amount of money. And I was like, all right, well, dude, what, you know, what else am I going to do? I listened, there was a Gary Vee clip where he was talking about, dude, in your 20s, like, you can screw up so many times and still be fine, still land on your feet. And I was just like, yeah, dude, that's right. Like, I can... Like, this is the time I should be the most risky. And it, and then in the grand scheme of things, it's not even the most risky thing. Like, in some ways, I think betting on, like, cryptocurrencies and stuff is riskier because you just have no control over it. At least with this stuff, it's like, hey, we're betting on ourselves, you know? And, um, you know, the, the people that we're bringing on, like, they believe in it. They believe in their contributions that they can add, and we believe in it. So it's like we're building this thing here that we have a true faith in. And man, it's just, it's very cool. I'll say that. It's very cool. So I see him at like 20 minutes here, which I don't know how long that means. I've actually been recording the episode because, you know, I started it and then I have to start my other stuff. The, the, cause the phone and the, this, the microphone are not synced up yet. I'm still trying to figure that out. But point is, I think it's about time to switch to ramp armor. So what has been going on with ramp armor? Um, well, 
not a ton, to be honest. Uh, you know, we lost the Tampa sponsorship. We have much less marketing than we once did. Uh, you know, we're just trying to get orders in, but there's a new process that we're going through that kind of slowed that down a little bit. I had a customer call me Saturday morning unhappy with some of those processes. And I'm like, dude, I hear you. Like, sales are down. I know that. I want sales to be up. Well, we're not doing the things we ought to do to get people to know about it. So I think uh, some type of vehicle just drove past my apartment. I don't know if you guys could hear that, but the whole place just rumbled. Um, you know, so things, I, I got to say, they have been better. I'll be honest. But we're also kind of just getting to the beginning of springtime here. And that's the time where people start building a lot. So I'm excited and optimistic for the future. Um, probably not as excited and optimistic about Odorex, or as I am about Odorex, I should say. Um, but, you know, we keep on keeping on. I mean, what are you going to do, right? So I've actually been kind of transitioning, not even transitioning, but just adding more types of sales to what I'm doing at my at, at Iton right now at Ramp Armor's parent company. Um, you know, I've been selling different types of sheets and things like that. So I've been trying to learn our system and uh, it's like an old system from 2008. And, you know, I'm asking the, the guy next to me to help me out and we're laughing, having a good time with it because it's just like not the best system out there. And, um, you know, the prices we're given are just, you know, we're, we're going off what it says our cost is. But, you know, you just got a question sometimes like, where are these costs coming from? And I don't know. It, uh, you know, there's certain things that I see that go on that I question and then certain things that I just kind of try to stay quiet about, I guess, not even like in a hiding way, but like things that I question and don't like that I want to make a fuss about, but I know that it's just not worth it because, you know, it's just, things are okay, you know, they're all right um, the way they are, I guess, and, you know, that's probably not a great attitude and not an attitude that I would accept with, with Odorex, certainly, so, I don't know, just being reflective here, why would I accept it with with ramp armor and I guess the answer to that is because uh you know there's other people involved with ramp armor that maybe aren't quite as I don't want to say they're not as committed but they just don't share the same vision um that that I think I have and um and you know it's people can still buy sheets you know we're still working hard at it and we're going to bring on JP so that's going to be good and hopefully we'll be able to add some some coal to the engine here um but you know, it's people ask me questions and then I'm like, well, we didn't do this, this and this. So how can you expect this to happen? And they're like, we'll do this. And I'm like, well, I am doing that. But then it takes time for those things to develop. So like you're rushing me, but like what's going on here? So I don't know. You know, it's, it's all a learning experience. Um, what's been going on with, uh, uh, well, let's talk about the podcast this podcast because it's also a business it's something that i want to work on and develop for a while it's you know my personal brand you know it's one of those things where i believe that the content that i put out there in this purest form of the pod i think it's pretty good it's a nice inside look at what we're doing with the glove and ramp armor and everything like that um but at the same time there's a business aspect of it we have to market it we have to get the word out we have to you know make sure people can access it, right? We have to get it out to people in different areas. So that's something that JP and I are working through um, together. And, you know, JP's the man. Can I just give a shout out to JP real quick? I mean, he's he might listen to this part in the podcast. I don't know how, how 
you know, if he listens to the entire episode or how he does it. But, dude, JP is the realest homie. He's been there since the start of Odorex, or basically the start of Odorex. He's been there since the Ramp Armor started up with me getting in there. He's helping out with the podcast. Like, and it's almost like a cast of of characters in a movie, you know, like, and I've talked about this before, I think, but it's like, you see those movies, Adam Sandler movies, it's like, it's always him, and like Rob Schneider, and David Spade, and it's always the same guys in those movies, but it's like, they work together well, you know, so like, why wouldn't they want to keep working together, so that's how it is with me and JP, that's how it is with Marcus, with Mike, with all the folks that we're working with, and you know, we just, we like working together and we work together well. So, you know, when you think about something like Ramp Armor, where I think, you know, it's a consumer product, but also a building material, it's something that you need that same type of, uh, what's the word, that same type of just like, that same type of synergy when you're working together of like, hey, you pick up where I leave off and then I pick up where you leave off and we are like two puzzle pieces that fit together well. I mean, I was talking about last time, like with me and Marcus and Mike, like the way I describe it is, is I mean, I talked about it with the, the, the silverware analogy. Like, you know, where I lack, Marcus makes up and where, you know, Marcus and I, we always think that like he and him and I have similar brains and Mike has like a different brain. So like he provides that different perspective. So that's great as well. You know, we need all those perspectives to succeed. So, you know, with something like Ramp Armor, it's kind of like the people that are in power. It's a different structure. It's not like a give and take like Odorex where, you know, I'll say something and I'll come in with a, with a strong idea on something. Um, like a perfect example you know, like I mentioned, you know, we're doing some legal stuff uh, with with the glove and, you know, there was an option to do like an expedited version of it and it was obviously more money and with money being tight, excuse me, the accountant in me was like, eh, maybe we should just, you know, stick to the plan and just do it however we thought at the regular speed. Um, but then, you know, you bring in the people that are experts in that area. You bring in the people with a different perspective. You bring in the people that you know, or maybe a little bit more qualified than you to make a decision and you listen to them and we work together. And it's not like a, they bring something to me and they're like, here, like, this is what I think. It's like, Hey, we're working together. We're a team, you know? So we're doing that. And you know, with ramp armor, it's different because it's like a more hierarchy, hierarchy structure, hierarchical structure. And, um, you know, so it's like I bring an idea to someone that's managing me and they don't understand my vision and then it just doesn't get past go, um, you know, which can be frustrating at times. But you just find out the areas that they want you to do, like the, the areas of work that they want, and then you get to go do those things. So that's why I get to go on all these trips because, you know, they, they don't, we're a manufacturing company. So talking about Ramp Armor, the parent company's manufacturing company. So we're not ever used to doing marketing. So when we cut back marketing expenses by 80%, it's just like, okay, well, that hurts a lot. And, you know, they don't really get that because it's not something that they've ever done before. So they can't be expected to get it, right? But, you know, I could sit there and be frustrated and pound sand, or I could say, well, what do you want me to do? And they say, go meet the people, go take them out to dinner. And I, I go, fine, I'll go to Florida for a week. Cool. I'll go to Chicago, send me to California. So, you know, there's certainly that element of it as well. But then, you know, recently, you know, you go visit these people and, you know, the thing with skate parks and, and, and skateboarders, it's like, 
you know, they, it's a very like, um, things change a lot, you know, I mean, life changes, life gets in the way and, you know, they have the best intentions and then something happens and then, and then it can't happen. Right. So it's like, Hey, we're going to resurface the park. And then it's like, Oh, well, we're actually getting evicted. Um, so it's, it, things change and, you know, it's tough to, uh, predict sometimes, I guess more on a, on a further zoomed out industry level, it's a little bit easier to see what could happen from a trend perspective, but the individual people you go visit, you don't really know. Like for instance, I visited a place in Florida, a nice skate park in Florida, and I visited them in October and I hadn't heard from them in months months and then I went there and I talked to him again and they gave me an update and it was like oh okay well if you would have told me that like that would have been cool I would have known and then I would have been able to pivot and understand how to help better and and now I do but I have to answer questions from like hey these people that you visited they're not buying they're not even answering like did you tell them to to f off when you met them like did you spit in their food at dinner like what happened so you know it's an interesting balance out there for sure um it's an interesting balance. So let's see, what am I at here? 29, 24. Okay, so I'm not fully at 30 minutes yet. So um, what else can I talk about? Hand sanitizer, we still have so much of it. There's no joke. It does not get any better, um, which is kind of lame, right? I mean, we never wanted that to happen, but it's been interesting, unfortunately, how you know, I think that was like something that we anticipated to be kind of a, a cash cow for us, something that just churns out cash. And it has been quite the opposite. And it was, uh, you know, a big investment. And we pushed a lot of chips to the center of the table. And if it came back and hit the chips we wanted, then good. And if not, well, now we're, you know, now it's even tighter. So that's tricky. <laughs> that's for sure tricky. But, um, but it is what it is, you know. I mean, we it's not like people haven't struggled before. So you just got to get creative with it. And, you know, I guess that's why I'm trying to sell some more sheets just for Iton in general. And, you know, just trying to get the word out there about Ramp Armor. I'm going to be visiting a customer tomorrow for Ramp Armor in West Virginia, Camp Royal. That's a, a beautiful place in Glen Jean, West Virginia, in the hills of, of WV. And... That'll be cool because the guys that are there are from California and I can go talk to some people that are from California without having to go to California, even though I want to go to California, um, you know, but they might be able to put me in touch with a few people and then maybe I'll have more of a reason to go to California. So um, that's kind of what's going on with that. I'm excited for that trip. I'm going to go home right after recording this podcast because I'm up here in northeastern Ohio and then I'm going to go home to Pittsburgh and then I'll go back down and and then I'll spend the weekend with my family. And man, that's the priority, right? Can I just talk on that for a second? Like, you know, you ask yourself sometimes, like, what am I doing this for? What am I working hard for? Like, you know, like my buddy right now, he's on a ski trip. He was in a helicopter skiing today. He wasn't skiing in the helicopter, but he was in a helicopter. It took him to the top of the mountain in the backcountry, and then he skied down the mountain. And they invited us, my dad and I, and the rest of our family on that trip. And I could be there. Um, but the thing is, it, you know, if I put money to that, it's less money that can go into the glove. And if it's not only less money, it's also less time that can go into the glove. So it's just kind of, I don't know, it's, I'm not like sitting here like crying that I'm not on the trip. It would be awesome to go, but I don't know. It's kind of like, it's the discipline equals freedom thing, man. Like, you know, right now I'm disciplined. I'm putting the money in. I'm putting the time in because I really think that someday I'll be able to have a little bit more freedom, whether it be 
wealth in the form of money or wealth in the form of time. But, it, but you know, I think it's important. One of the things that I've been trying to do, because I think it's important for me, is learning what I want and thinking about what I want. And it's something that I've been thinking about for a while. It's not something that I've just been able to answer like that. Um, it's something that like I think about in the back of my head just as I navigate through life day to day. And you know, I used to want to like, maybe I'll go west and live somewhere in in uh, Utah and go skiing and be an outdoorsy guy. And, you know, then it's like, well, I like Florida. Maybe I'll just go down to Florida and live there and, you know, and walk around cities and play my ukulele. And But it's also like, hey, you know, I love my family and I miss my dog and I can travel any of those places and do those cool things, especially if I have the time and that schedule flexibility to do so. Um, you know, so that's kind of like... I don't know. That's been a change for me. That has been a real change where like now I'm just like, you know, how do I get home? Kind of like I want to be somewhere where I'm where I can settle in and be there for a while and, you know, just work on the things that I want to work on and just put my head down and work. I, you know, it's interesting because the things change so much. And I've also tried to stop thinking about the future as much because I remember like, you know, probably five months ago, if not even probably less than that, probably two or three months ago, I was just like, man, I'm ready to be here and just be here for like five years and just put my head down and work and just settle in and dig in and just see what happens. And then like, you know, some stuff happens with the gloves, some stuff happens with ramp armor. And it's just like, well, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, it's tough to predict. Like, and then you think about that in an, on a personal level as well. And it's just like, you know, even when I tell people like, I'll see you on Monday, today's Thursday, I'm going on a trip Friday, I'll be away on the weekend. And then it's like, hey, I'll see you on Monday. Like, even that seems almost like an audacious thing to say. Like, I'll see you on Monday. Like, will I? I don't know. Like, I could get into a car accident on the way home. Don't want to, but it could happen. And I think that's like, for me, for me, I have, um, I feel like it's something that has helped me. Is humility the right word? Like, is something that's just a little bit more humility, like, you know, just living in the moment a little bit more. It's like, hey, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen in, in a year. I don't know what's going to happen in six months. I don't know what's going to happen in three months, like in three weeks, in three minutes. Like the this TV could fall down and hit me in the head and you guys would see it on the TV. Like it would just anything can happen. And I'm not this like doomsday, you know, crazy, negative, paranoid guy. But the principle of it is like, hey, I don't want to plan anything too much because then you get set in a plan and you get in this in this like rut even and it's not even a rut in a bad way but you just get in this groove and then you know that groove might change right so you know you do what you can to keep that good groove going forward but man you just don't know you just don't know so you know what I do know is I think it's about time for me to wrap up the pod so I appreciate you guys listening as always, and I'm glad to be doing this three episodes in a row. And I'm just, you know, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna plan to, I'm gonna plan to keep doing it. But you know what? Life could happen, and I could just, you know, my phone could, you know, fall apart, and the computer and everything like that. So I'm just saying, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys when I talk to you guys next. See ya.